Okay, before we start the episode, I want to give a huge shout out to my buddy, my friend, one of the coolest artists I know, Ben Connellan. He did the new art that you're seeing uh, all over Spiral Up podcast. Uh, he did a wonderful painting. It's just so cool. He's such a cool guy. Uh, he's He's been a friend since day one of the podcast, and I just really appreciate his art. Uh, check him out at on Instagram at Ben Connellan. Uh, buy his stuff when he opens his store. Give that guy all the praises. He's doing some really amazing monster art stuff, and I couldn't appreciate him more than I already do. Uh, thank you, Ben. You're the man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spiral Out Podcast. I'm your host, Chris West. On this week's episode, we have we have a very special guest, very iconic and legendary artist, Jimbo Phillips. Jimbo has worked with skate companies, Santa Cruz, Volcom, been doing poster art, just been around the game for many, many, many years. Comic books, you name it, he's slapped his art on it. Everyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure at some point in their life, has seen a piece of art that Jimbo has done. And they're always super cool, out of this world, awesome, punk rock, metal images. Is also the son of another legendary artist, Jim Phillips. I'm sure everybody has seen the Screaming Hand Santa Cruz art. Jimbo has taken his father's style and made it his own and made it a little more hardcore, a little more punk rock, a little more comic book, and uh, is doing some great stuff. I was really excited to have him on the show. If you would like to see some of the images and art that we talk about in this episode, there will be a link in the episode description. Uh, I'm going to make that a, a thing now. It's going to take you to a blog and you'll be able to see all the stuff we're talking about. Follow the podcast, follow Jimbo Phillips, enjoy the episode, and spiral out. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Spiral Out Podcast. I'm your host, Chris West, and today we have a very, very exciting guest, Jimbo Phillips. And you're from uh, Santa Cruz, California, right? Yeah, uh, Santa Cruz. And he uh, is a, a legend in, in the art world, in my opinion, uh, especially where I'm from, Southern California. Your, your art is iconic, my friend. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you know, uh, you know, you know, I'm like second generation. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Your, yeah. your dad's uh, Jim Phillips. He did the hand thing. Yeah. I got the skateboard back there. Uh, oh, nice. Awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I see the little hand peeking up back there. Uh, but That's you, awesome. you're, uh, I think you're a legend in your own part too. You kind of took the, well, thank you. took your, took your, uh, you know, this, a similar style and kind of was been doing your own thing since the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bringing it a little more into, you know, some of the punk and metal world, you know, I was, more, I was more into that kind of music. My dad was a little more, uh, sixties, you know, influence. Cause you guys are obviously two different people. Is it two different companies or is like this, like, did he start and you kind of like follow in his footsteps, like the family business type thing or? 
Yeah, he started um, kind of a graphic art business kind of right around the time I was graduating from high school. And he hired me and a couple other young artists. And uh, we learned a lot of the techniques and stuff. And this was all like pre-computer time. So I learned like a lot of like hand techniques and stuff. And then uh, shortly after I learned everything, the computers came in and kind of changed the game. Right. <laughs> right. You prefer James or Jimbo? Jimbo. Uh, yeah, that's what everyone knows me as. Right. Because this podcast kind of, uh, we talk about um, a perfect circle tool, Pucifer art, and people that work with the band and whatnot. And uh, But you have just done so much. Specifically with this podcast, uh, for those listening, he Jimbo did the Pucifer poster for Seattle, Washington. Uh, it was the last one of this leg of the tour. Tell us about that. How did, how did that happen? Um, I mean, I started uh, doing posters back in the 90s. I, I had some bands, and uh, I always liked rock posters. And so we'd uh, my punk band would get like put on some bills, and I was like, oh, man, I'll make a poster. And so I had a silk screen thing in my backyard, and I'd print some posters and bring them to the show. And people were kind of like, what are these, like color flyers? And I'm like, no, they're, they're rock posters. <laughs> and like... I couldn't even like hardly sell them. A lot of times people were just like tripping out on them. And, uh, but then it started kind of catching on and then, uh, pretty soon there was kind of more and more demand for them. And then, uh, and then, uh, re as of recently, I did a few, uh, Primus posters. That's right. They're, and, they're uh, crazy. Those got a lot of thanks. And those got a lot of circulation. And then, uh, then after that, I started getting uh, other bigger jaws, uh, boost for one and then uh, i got a dave matthews band one recently and starting to get more poster jobs again so it kind of comes and goes and waves you know but i always love doing rock posters i'm trying to figure out how to like categorize your style because it's like kind of comic booky but not really it has this like rat rat fink type feel like classic tattoo or you, you know what i'm saying uh what, yeah I take, you... I take a lot of those things kind of mash them together you know a little bit of comic book rap pink um you know metal album covers you know old punk art you know definitely cartoons and comic books you know when i was a kid monster movies kind of all that stuff just all the stuff i like you know i try and put little elements of it in there so when you're creating posters like say the pusa for one specifically do they tell you anything just the, the uh, just the kind of theme of the album, how it's kind of had the alien, uh, you know, album cover on it, and uh, the title and kind of kind of the stage vibe they have these days. You know, they kind of have the Men in Black uh, stage vibe, so a little bit of a you know alien influence in there. So yeah, it was pretty much just open, like anything alieny or uh, Men in Black or kind of any of those kind of things or or just trippy kind of, um, you know, space kind of stuff or something, you know, it's pretty open. That's, that's pretty awesome. So I've done a lot of tool poster artists. I don't know if you see a bunch of tool posters back here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you're the first poos for artists I've, I've interviewed and okay, uh, cool. I'm, I'm really curious on how you came up with the idea for this poos for poster. Like, you know, they say aliens, but you, you know, I, I, yours is just so um, 
unique. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually try and stand out and do something that's uh, a little different. Um, you know, I always like the, uh, the idea of just like the aliens kind of creeping in your bedroom at night, you know, and they're kind of like lurking around in your bedroom and you might not even totally realize it. You kind of hear some hear them going through your stuff or something and then you kind of like wake up and just that like shock of waking up and they're like in your room like just you know fingering through all your goods and stuff you know so that was kind of the the vibe i wanted to go for and then uh you know add, add kind of a little like invasion scene out the window you know to kind of add to the the drama how how long did it take you to draw this oh man it takes like you know it's kind of hard to say because uh you know there's like a sketch stage where i draw the pencil outline that usually takes like a day and then I'll send it to them and either they approve it or, you know, sometimes they have changes. And so that's kind of when you get like all the ideas you want to do in there. And then, uh, and then I do, I draw with like pen and ink and that usually takes another day. And then, uh, and then I do colors, which, you know, could take another day too. So yeah, maybe like three days all together, but then, you know, a little, Little, little maybe, yeah, little tweaks in between here and there and stuff too. It, you know, it's usually spread out over a week or two. You know, since your poster came out, you know, I was like, ah, I know, I know that's very familiar. I know that, and then I look it up, and then you know, it's you, and then I look up, I'm like, oh, and your dad did the, the skateboard. I actually have your poster uh, sitting right here. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, no, I, I traded because I don't know if you know anything about the poster community, especially with uh, these bands there's a lot of trades that go on um right yeah from the uh like the facebook pages and stuff yeah 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 i was curious yeah. if uh you had any experience with that before or, or your thoughts on on any of that um yeah kind of uh kind of after i did the primus poster a lot of guys uh messaged me and then they're like oh we have this facebook page where we kind of all communicate you know we so uh, I kind of got on there and saw, you know, what they were doing. And uh, it's pretty neat. You know, they yeah. they really uh, they hype each other up and they're like, look what I got. And then the other guy's like, oh, I need to get that one. And, yeah, you know, and, that's exactly what goes on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then I realized there's uh, there's pages for each kind of poster collector group and stuff. And so it's, it's pretty cool. And yeah. more and more bands seem to uh, be kind of tapping into this uh this kind of program of uh, doing a show, you know, having a different artist for each show and then the posters become collectible and then, you know, they can sell them at some at the shows, the artists get some, it's kind of everyone wins, you know, the fans get some, so they're stoked and it's a pretty cool thing. No, I, I love it. I've been into it for, I'd say going on a year now and I just went, mm -hmm. I went nuts. You know, I, I, yeah. I started, I went to a tool concert in San Diego in January and just seeing this community of people trading and selling and buying these cool pieces of art. And I had to start talking about it. I had to start talking to the artists and collectors and all that madness and all these unique people doing unique things. And, you know, then you run into a guy like you and, and you're gracious enough to come on. I, again, I thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. I see the poster behind you right there. Yeah. How many band posters have you done so like so far? Um, 
probably done about, I mean, like I said, I had some kind of that, like I used to print them myself. Mm-hmm. They were just like backyard screen prints and stuff. Sure. I, I probably did like 10 or so of those. And then, uh, and then for, I did some posters for BGP, Bill Graham presents sure. back in the late nineties, early two thousands. And those were, um, offset print. What does that mean? Um, more like, uh, like a magazine print, gotcha, gotcha. like not screen printed. Yeah. Like the, the boost for one's uh screen printed. It just kind of has like a, like a more hearty kind of yeah, feel to it. Yeah. You whatever. feel it. It's a guy like texture. It's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. The ink's like sitting on there, like big paths of ink, you know? So I like the screen printed ones myself. So Me too. I've been doing a few a year, probably done about, man, I don't even know. It's about 30 or 40, like legit ones you know do you maybe more do you remember your first one like the first like big yeah my first one like i said was uh for this band called the humpers there's like an epitaph band like uh kind of like epitaph was like the offspring and uh bad religion those kind of bands yep yeah and the humpers were i think where they were just like an la band that got signed and they were on tour came through here and then uh my band got was the opening slot and so i was really wanting to make some posters so i was like oh you know i had made a couple like paper flyers but really wanted to like print one you know and i had the silk screen press i figured oh it's perfect opera to make a poster you know they came out pretty good though considering it was my first print you know doing it myself and everything how do you teach yourself how to screen print <laughs> well i've been printing t-shirts i'd kind of i'd gotten t-shirts pretty pretty dialed but posters are a little different because t-shirt you print all the colors of, you know one after another right on the shirt is where a poster you do like all the yellow and then you let them dry and then you bring them back do all the red let them dry and so you kind of do all of the posters of each color you know as where a t-shirt you do all the colors on each shirt and then let it dry so how, a little different process how many colors is on this poster for one i'm trying to count uh, I think six. Is there like a limit? Yeah, it's usually about six. Okay. What starts to happen after I, six? <laughs> well, I mean, you can go above six. Some people do. The cost just gets more expensive. Like with the the Primus ones, um, they only they only pay, cover the cost for like a certain amount of colors. So I usually try and keep it within those colors. But uh, sometimes, yeah, you can go over it just. The cost gets more expensive. That's not. I never knew. I never knew anything about that. The the, the so with you being the first Pucifer artist, um, like tool posters are made completely different, and the way that they do posters are completely different than like Dave Matthews, Foo Fighters, Pucifer. You know, most of these are right. all uh, screen, uh, silk screen and stuff. <clears throat> so I have to like learn. This is like the first time I'm learning about how most concert posters are done because again the what i started with yeah, a, is lot, just, a lot of the tool ones aren't um aren't screen printed are there no, no 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 uh at least not in the last couple of years so i mean the this process which i think is a more normal process or more common process of screen printing and picking colors um it's it's super interesting again having to have to choose okay which six colors am i going to use yeah i mean if you do if that's the one good thing about like an offset print is like 
you can use as many colors as you want. It's like printing a photograph, right? They just yeah. like all the colors kind of turn into little dots, you know, like a magazine cover. If you sure. look real close, it's like little dots as where like this poster, you could look real close in. There might be half tones sometimes, but usually like, the, you know, the black is black and the green is green and there's no, uh, there's no mixing of colors. It's just, you know, it creates a cool look because the green is just like a solid patch of green. So yeah. it's really like bright and vibrant. You obviously made, uh, you know, I want to say a crap ton of skateboard art as well. Um, yeah. I, I was watching a podcast or, or show where you and another gentleman were painting skateboards as you guys were talking. Uh, and I think that's, oh, okay, I think it's, yeah. a, I think it's up there behind your head. Uh, the one with the shark above your window right there. Oh, right. Yeah, that was with uh, Drew Brophy. Um, what I the question I have is, do you tack a, a skateboard differently than you uh, attack a poster? Yeah, it's kind of it's a little similar, but yeah, um, especially if it, like painting right on a skateboard, you can be a little more freestyle and loose, you know. Kind of like with that shark board, I was just kind of making some stuff up up as I went along, you know. But uh, as like a poster, or if it was a uh, skateboard that was getting printed for like production then i would i would plan the art out a little more you know there's a little more thought you got to put into it make sure uh you know it fits the, the the size of the board and then um there's usually like some information they want you know the name of the skate company or whatever and uh, but if you're just painting painting a board you can kind of just do whatever you want you know <laughs> i uh so i've talked to some artists who don't do i think as much work as you're doing because I, I feel like you're doing so much you're working with like volcom you're doing posters you're doing skateboards you're doing santa cruz stuff i think you're doing some car yeah. car, car car stuff as well right 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 yeah you're just you're just hitting it hard some artists that i've talked to that you know or work don't seem to be having fun uh but i feel like you're still having fun but um oh no i i enjoy it but i i know uh it can be a grind at, at certain times, especially if you're doing um, kind of jobs you're not that into or something. That's why I really enjoy skateboards and rock posters because I, I love music. I love, you know, I love the, the creative freedom they give you. Like, just like, yeah, do some alien, do a cool alien. You know, it's like, what's not to like about that? You, know? right. <laughs> so you can just like go crazy with some weird alien art and then it uh, it totally works. You know, but I, if you're doing like corporate stuff, you know, they get real, like they crush down your ideas into a little box, you know, like even if you had like all these cool ideas, they're like, you know, well, the board has to agree on it. And then they go through the meetings <laughs> and then by the time it comes out the end, it's like this little, like just super, just sterile thing or something, you know, like we're just going to keep the right, the font that you do. That's it. Get rid of everything else. Right. Yeah, they just they make executive decisions, you know. They're like, "Well, we're gonna cut the alien out. That doesn't really work." And you're can, like, "What? That's what it's all about." <laughs> can you cover? Can you cover the lady's cleavage a little bit more? Oh yeah, oh, I get that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> no, I yeah. think again, uh, uh, it's funny because I seen that I, and I seen his giant head, and then I immediately looked at the breast and I went, "Uh, oops." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I kind of I. I held myself back i, I, I feel like you did <laughs> i was area, I, but, uh, I was like you should have went bigger I figured uh <laughs> keep it tasteful i think it's perfect for perfectly tasteful uh, 
<laughs> right. I would like to ask yeah, yeah. a little bit of, of like history stuff with you. Um, again, from being in a family of artists, how did you how did you develop your style? How did you how did you find? Because again, it's I think your stuff is similar to your dad's, but it's definitely not the same. Um, right. So how do you how did you navigate that? Uh, you know, again, you said you got hired right out of high school, and you know, I'd, I'd like to just know like the chemistry and and how all that kind of happened and yeah um i mean i used to like draw with my dad a lot when i was a kid you know because he was an artist so he'd always be drawing and uh sometimes he'd be like oh pull up a chair and i'd pull up a chair next to him and draw stuff and my dad loves to like critique and uh and uh give you pointers and stuff so he was always like oh do, do heavier shading on the underside and you know think about your light source and all this stuff. And a lot of that stuff kind of soaked in over the years. But then, uh, then when he hired me out of high school, you know, it was really, that was really when it was uh, like go time, you know, and really had to apply the techniques. And he was very, you know, he had a, he had a high bar of artwork that had to be passed, you know, so a lot, when I started, a lot of times stuff would just not even get used or, or I'd have to do it, like, redo it over, like, 10 times or something before it was, like, good enough, you know? As I did that, I, I got better and, and learned, like, oh, okay, this is what he's looking for. He doesn't want, you know, th that. And so as I was doing that process, my style, I feel like my style just kind of emerged out. And, and with his, you know, he did, he gave me a lot of techniques, so... And of course, I was always looking at his art when I was a kid. So a lot of it just like soaked into my brain. So when I think of like, what does good art look like? You know, his art is kind of what I, what I think of, like I should be reaching for, you know? And so some of it comes naturally and some of it's kind of, you know, intentional kind of heading in that direction, you know? Did you ever have to make conscious decisions of being like, okay, I want to go like not in his direction like i gotta find my own path yeah that's kind of where like i feel like my influences and um more of like you know the exploding skulls and the kind of more punk rock and and heavy metal imagery comes mm -hmm. into my artwork he wasn't really like influenced by that as much so i i feel like i can bring that kind of make it a little more modern and a little more um maybe a little more edgy at times or a little, you For know, sure. a little crazier. Or I, I like like, you know, hardcore music and all kinds of stuff, you know? So I always like, I'll listen to that and just like, how can I just make this like mind blowingly insane? Like I just want, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of where those guys, you know, with the exploding heads and yeah. stuff, it's like, they're just, just. <laughs> well, that, that brings me to the question of the Dave Matthews one, because how do you get d exploding heads and that wild ass imagery that you have for their poster from their music? <laughs> I mean, I love Dave Matthews band. Right, Don't right. get me wrong, but uh, no, I know. I'm looking at it right now on my phone, and I'm well, I think, uh, there's like the octopus, and uh, again, it's not. It doesn't scream like your Pucifer one screams Pucifer. I'm like, yeah, the Dave Matthews right. one screams you, but and it's it's awesome. I love it. The eyes and. That I'm I'm a big fan right. of uh octopi octopi, I guess things <laughs> so I'm uh I love that poster. 
it doesn't necessarily scream Dave Matthews band. Is that rude for me to say? Yeah. I hope it's oh, not yeah, rude. Yeah, no, I, agree. I actually agree. Um, the art, the art uh, director that uh, gave me the poster, he was like, oh, I want, I want a, like a crazy surf scene for this poster. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds great. That's You're right like, up my alley. Yeah, cool, man. You know, I was listening to Dave Matthews band uh, music when I was creating it. And yeah, it's more mellow, but it also has like a lot of textures and a lot sure. of musicality. Sure, sure, sure. And and I think, you know, it gets pretty intricate at times. Definitely. And uh, it can kind of, you know, tap into your brain the same way, like intricate metal music or, you know, like Tool when they're, you know, yeah. they kind of just like hit those neurons, you know, with all the little like. Yes. <laughs> all the little musicalities. Yeah. You know? and all their. Dave Matthews does that too, just in a different way. You know? I, like, I completely agree. I completely 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. Question You have so much other type of merch too. You're like one of the first artists that I know that have like socks and belts and crazy <laughs> stickers. And there's probably things I don't even know about that you have. What's, what's like the craziest thing where you're like, oh, damn, they put my art on that? Yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, there has been some some trippy ones. Uh, I had some art on guitars, some art on bikes. I could I see painted those. a couple cars. Oh wow! Were they classic cars? Uh, uh, they, no, they're just kind of like my cars. They're just like, dude, paint some rad on there, you know. <laughs> it's just like a '97. Crazy, it's just like a '97 Civic or something. Some gnarly stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, some old uh, car from the '90s or something. I've been uh, I've been a little bit into murals. I've done a couple murals lately. I've done a couple murals, and those are those are challenging. Yeah, how do you? Because I mean, this is like a freaking huge wall. Yeah, it's like a massive poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's like the planning stages for that? And do they do the same thing? Like, hey, we need this. Yeah, it's kind of, I you know, similar. I work a. Uh, basically, you got to measure the area that you're working with, and then that's like your your border, almost like a same as a poster you kind of figure out your square space and then you're like okay i can fit everything in this space and and then you kind of just i draw it out sketch it make sure i get a good composition that i like and then kind of go in and start adding little details you know along the way yeah i did one the most recent was like a pangea seed um mural maybe if you put pangea seed santa cruz put my name it might pop up i'm looking that was my most recent one. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, I see an octopus one. Um, yeah, yeah, that one. That's my most recent one. It's kind of like the Dave Matthews. Yeah. Dude, I can't, even, I can't even draw a stick figure, by the way. So every time I see something like this, I'm like completely amazed. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm a chef by trade. Like it's my normal job. So like, I understand being able to plan and execute, oh, and you know, add things when you need to add them, and but. As for drawing, I just, I think that's why I'm so interested in it is because I have zero ability. Right. How much paint do you need? Like, how, oh, how, man. how do you even, yeah, was, how do you even figure that out? Um, I know. Yeah, that was kind of blowing my mind, too. Like, how much paint am I going to need for this? Uh, they were like, I had gallons of paint. And then, you know, I'd use spray paint, too. So you just, like, burn the spray paint cans pretty quick, you know? Yeah, what, like 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, they go pretty quick, man. I have a couple of friends I, I, who do. I, did, uh, I laid out most of the color with like a roller and paintbrushes, and then gotcha. uh, try, try and do the detail with the spray cans, and you can get the shading and stuff. Was there any uh, ever a piece of art that you did that was like 
frustrating where you're like, oh, I, I, I'm pushing myself and I'm just not hitting where I want. And then you eventually did. Oh yeah. Yeah. That happens pretty often. Um, some, you know, sometimes the ideas just pop in my head and then other times I kind of, kind of work for them and, you know, I'll have like drafts and drafts of drawings, like that's almost there and, you know, throwing paper away and draw it, you know, uh, a lot of times I'll draw something and it'll kind of be close to what I'm thinking, but not quite there. And then I'll have to, like, I'll draw over the top of it and change things. And sometimes I'll do that, like, over and over until I, oh, you know, kind of, you're like, look at the image, you know, it's there. You're just trying to find it, you know. So, uh, have you ever had to, like, remix some of your dad's stuff? Oh, yeah, I've done a lot of, uh, I've done a lot of Screaming Hands. Um, you know, working for Santa Cruz skateboards and stuff, uh, you know, that all their, their imagery is really based in my dad's artwork. So a lot of times they want something kind of like something you did, but different, you know, so there's been like hundreds of screaming hand versions, you know, <laughs> on my share. And then, uh, you know, other things he's done too, you know, sometimes they want a little like variation of it. My dad's retired, so he, he doesn't do much art anymore, so a lot of times you got to kind of interpret his his art do you ever go to him like look look, man just help me out here (laughs) yeah yeah he loves he loves the uh you know he doesn't do much art now so like it you know when you when you ask him his opinion he's ready to give it (laughs) yeah um what what do you he's always always got good uh good ideas so I know you, you say you start with sketches and stuff. Do you do any digital stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a tablet and, uh, you know, usually the poster ends up in the computer at some sure. point. Yeah. You know, I usually, I'll draw and I usually on paper and then I'll put it in the computer and then you can kind of zoom in with the tablet and get in there and like fix any, like, you know, there's always like little spots that either you know, glitched or something. So you can go in and smooth those out. Or sometimes you can add things. You're like, you get an idea later and you're like, Oh, add a little guy over here or something. You can draw him in there. And yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the digital stuff's a great tool. I, uh, so I'm, I bought in a tablet. Actually, we're doing, uh, this interview on my tablet right now. And, uh, I'm, I'm starting to experiment. Um, with stuff uh any any pointers for people that are getting into art and getting into drawing yeah i mean um i would say it's probably good to do a little bit every day to just kind of um sure you know just like anything repetition you know helps you get better and then um draw you know look at stuff and try and draw stuff that you look at you know, even if it's someone else's art, sometimes, you know, I used to draw like Marvel comics and stuff when I, and, uh, you know, you just kind of look at it and try and emulate it. And a lot of times just that exercise of like copying it can help you, you know, and, you know, you would never use the art for anything, but just, uh, for fun, you know, to, as an exercise to like, Oh, let me see if I can draw the Spider-Man, you know, and kind of, uh, try and create it it's good practice you know or whatever you want to draw it doesn't have to be that but 
how much uh, experimenting do you do that isn't in your style? Like, do you ever do like abstract art or, or like, uh, oh, yeah, realism yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, a little bit. I did. I drew a portrait of my dad, um, one time that was pretty fun. And then, uh, sometimes I've done like airbrush it, airbrushing and which just like shade fades and stuff. Sure. Done some stuff like that. Or sometimes, uh, it'll just be kind of abstract like uh almost like maybe a slime or a or rocks or something you know just kind of as like a pattern you know like i used to paint a lot of surfboards so a lot of times you wouldn't actually draw anything that you could really tell what it was it was just kind of like they want some color on the board so you just kind of fudge some color around and uh sometimes you know you get some cool like patterns and shapes and you know and it, surfboards always have to be flowy, so you'd really, you'd want to get like a good flow. So that's always important too. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember, like the, the first iconic image you made that that was used, like maybe by a different company or? So when I started working for my dad, like I graduated high school, and I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do? And you know, I had been I'd been drawing a lot as I was younger, but um never really i didn't plan on being an artist you know my dad had always told me how hard it was and you know like he had a lot of like rough years that were just like you know low pay and stuff and so he was like you know you should go to college and be a be a lawyer or something (laughs) you're like no dad i want to draw cool shit (laughs) yeah exactly and uh when i graduated high school you know i didn't i'd done like uh like community college and I was kind of doing that and stuff, but I didn't really see myself going to a four year college. And, uh, and then he kind of had some, he needed help because the skateboard industry was booming. Right. So he's like, Oh, you think you, yeah, you can, can you help me with some art for this? And, and, uh, really opened the door for me to kind of go in, you know, and start doing that stuff. And, uh, and it, it was instantly like stuff that was, that needed to be used in for uh, products and advertisements. So like the first thing I think I did was like some lettering that was in the ad. And it was just like, you know, it said like, I forget what it said, like thrash, no, you know, some, I forget what it was, but it was just like, he wanted some cool lettering that he could kind of add to the ad. And it was like a picture of a skater. And then it had this lettering above it. Let, doing lettering is really fun too. It's kind of a whole different kind of art form as well. Yeah, because the even that Pucifer one behind you, like it's uh, like slimy, but and it pops, but it's not like uh, it doesn't seem uh, cartoony to me. It seems it still seems like legit. <laughs> I don't know. It's still, yeah, it's still it's still awesome. Yeah, it, does, totally. it, it doesn't seem bubbly. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's still, right, it's, still I, awesome. it's kind of bubbly without without seeming too bubbly, huh? Yeah, I added those. Uh, there's like a little kind of like alien texture in there. I started drawing those little circles in there, and uh, I was like, that. Once I did that, I was like, oh man, this this is like taking this lettering to the next level, you know? Did they tell you uh, which city it was going to be in? Yeah, yeah, did, they did. Oh, nice. Did you get to? Um see them at all uh on the tour i didn't no i've actually never seen pucifer live i've seen tool a couple times 
Yeah, I've actually just kind of gotten into them recently. Um, I had known about them just by like, you know, listening to Tool on YouTube yeah, or yeah. something. And then sure. and they'd pop up and I'd listen to a few of their songs. And, you know, I was always interested in like whatever Maynard's doing, whether it's like a perfect circle right. or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, I started like getting into it more and more. And then when I was drawing this poster, I, I listened to them probably exclusively and uh, really put me in a good state of mind for drawing this stuff yeah it's pretty chill music for the most part uh, it is it is i really like that the new album they have is really uh it's so good <laughs> yeah and uh and, and maynard maynard always has kind of an intensity to his voice even if it's like mellow and playful it's and still it's, it's still like super deep you're like oh he's, yeah he's talking about i don't know whatever it is it doesn't sound like it's super serious but it's still I mean, the lyrics don't seem super serious, but it's like, I don't know. I, I, I agree. That's all I can say. <laughs> like, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. He has his delivery is like, so, so good. You know, uh, what other bands do you like? Are you into, uh, you know, I'm again, being from where you're, you're from, I, I definitely have like some history with bad religion and, you know, misfits were big down there. Sublime is huge down there. Um, yeah, I mean they're all big everywhere, but I mean, it's it. I don't know unless you're from California, especially in the '90s and early 2000s. There, there were like some core bands that. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Penny, yeah, there's even Pennywise. Kind of this, yeah, Pennywise. There's Southern California sound. You know, it's yeah. like real catchy and uh, fast, and makes you want to just like go do something. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I again, I I grew up skating as well, and. Mm-hmm. I think uh, good, great skate music. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're just going down the strands, and you're just chilling. And the, there's just these iconic, like you said, California sounds. And then again, whenever I think visually of these ba- uh, bands, it's it's like you and your dad's art. Yeah, everyone has their different uh, point of references, you know, depending on what time you grew up and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, do you remember like the first? skater you uh did a board for or like the first one that was impactful for you oh yeah it was uh i think it was rob roskop actually i did the the second face that had the has like an eyeball hanging out it's called face two i think so my dad did the first one it's like mm-hmm. the iconic like roskop face and that one had been out for a while and then i was like oh what if uh what if the face was like melting you know or like falling apart and that kind of start, I mean, that's kind of like the start of my, like, eyeball popping out of the head kind of art, you know? Like, that, that was kind of a big time for me. And then once, you know, that was popular, and then I was like, oh, man, I love this, like, melting face, eye-popping stuff, you know? And so I always kind of incorporate that into stuff. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. No, it's awesome. Rock, rock. He's got the tongue and the eyeball yeah. and the brain. Dude, it's it's super metal. <laughs> yeah, he's missing a tooth. Totally. Uh, his yeah. brain, his brain is coming out. It's so it's such intricate line work in my. I don't know. Again, without having a super comprehensive knowledge of how to do this, the blacks and like the lines are just so good. <laughs> like it's so intricate. I think. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, uh, I work a lot on the lines. The lines are real important to me. I always want to. I like I. I do it in black and white, and so I get the, the black and white looking really as tight and as sharp and as, like, almost, it could just stand alone in black and white. And then, 
So when I get that like look, and then once you add color, then it really just like boom, it just pops, you yes. know. It's so sick. I'm looking at the green, like a a green one right now. Um, it's yeah, there's different color ones. Yeah, Is, was the blue one the first one? No, actually, I think green was green. first. Even like the there's like a little skull part on the side of his mouth too. It's yeah, so yeah, it's like bone tissue. Yeah. Did anybody not like it when you started doing that? You know, he maybe your dad had more classic style or whatnot. I'm sure he's still doing rad stuff. And then all of a sudden you're doing melty faces and super metal uh, stuff. Did you ever have any issue with it? Did anybody ever be like, oh, that's a little too much for us? I mean, I've gotten that before, definitely. Um, usually with with skateboards, the radder the better. Right. So, yeah, there. There's usually not too much um, throwback as far as like, um, oh, you, that's too crazy. I guess nowadays maybe if it was too, it could be too sexual or too violent or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but skateboards is kind of the one thing where like almost anything goes. You know, <laughs> that's what that's what kind of drew me to him. It was just you could draw anything and it was acceptable. How many uh, tattoos have you seen of people with your art? Oh, probably yeah, probably uh, probably up to a, almost a hundred or so. That's gonna be quite a, a few. That's gonna be a wild feeling, right? You're like, I drew that. I remember drawing that. Yeah. Now it's on your leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, people. Sometimes people have the most like little piece of art that was like a little side piece on a poster or something, and. They'll get it tattooed, and I'm think, just like, "Oh, why'd you pick that that little guy?" <laughs> Here's something that's funny, right? You're like, you got the you got the pizza guy on your leg. Yeah, uh, yeah, quite a few pizza guys. Yeah, that one's been big. No, I I, I think it's awesome. I'm, uh, yeah, it, I love to see I love to see tattoos. It's uh, I don't I don't do tattoos, so when someone gets a piece of my art, it's kind of a way for me to tap into that world without having to actually put them on people. <laughs> uh there's probably more people out there than you than you know uh, oh for sure yeah again with i mean it, tattoo culture is huge so especially in that in your area you know um, yeah oh big time i've I mean, had i've had people like say they'd uh they'd let me practice on them and stuff like that you know <laughs> have you ever thought about getting into it i've I mean, thought about it i mean you don't need to I think if, uh, in my opinion I, yeah like, that's the thing is I don't really need to. Right? Um, yeah, I, I I've been busy. If I if I was like low on work, maybe I would tap into it. But um, yeah, things have been cranking along. Um, I'm curious. Tattoos about... are hard because uh, you always have someone there. Right. So you there you know you always it's like you're never alone. Like when I'm drawing, I kind of like to be alone and like have my music and like zone out. But when you're tattooing someone, you always have someone there and you kind of got to talk to them. And I'm sure it could be um, inspiring as well, you know, but it's a little different. No, I think no, no offense to tattoo artists. I think there's different people for different things. And, uh, you know, I think tattoo artists are a breed of their own. I love tattoo artists. I I got a couple of good friends that are, I think, some of the most amazing tattoo artists. Um, Yeah, the stuff they do is amazing. And especially being able to do it on a person who's in pain and mo- like, stop, you know, yeah. and your, your, your paper doesn't move unless you move it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, exactly. 
But again, I just think it's like different strokes, you know. I would never want to tattoo somebody, even if I was good at drawing. I'd be like, nah, I'll just draw it and you can find somebody else to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's an easier way to go about it. I've done that a few times. I'll just design the tattoo and then send them on their way and let them go get it somewhere, you know. Yeah. I prefer that. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious of what you're doing with you're doing something with a car company. I'm trying to remember which one. I want to say, uh, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'll just let you. <laughs> it was uh, Hyundai. Hyundai. They were scouting. They had a car called the Santa Cruz. That's right. I was I was really interested in getting one actually because it's like their um, midsize SUV. That's really cool, but they made it a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so they wanted to film a, a commercial in Santa Cruz, and then they asked if I'd be in the commercial, and then they were like. Oh, we could get all this art designed by you and then you could be in the commercial. It'd kind of be like a cross, you know, cross platform thing. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. So went for it. And it was uh, it was pretty fun actually. Uh, Stacy Peralta from, from Powell Peralta bones brigade. He directed it. Oh, wow. I've seen the commercial. Yeah. It goes through like yeah. a, a couple of different people and it shows your studio and whatnot. And, yeah. You got to drive around one of those Santa Cruz. Did they give you one? Hopefully they gave you one. No, I tried to I tried to work that in. Dude, I feel like I if, if you're in a Santa Cruz commercial, you work. You're like the most iconic artist for Santa Cruz. Uh, you And you get it. They should have gave you one, period. Here you go. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I tried to work that in, man. They were just, they, were, they weren't budging. I was like, come on, man. Everyone's asking. Because everyone was asking me, where's your car? Yeah, where's the car? You were driving it in the commercial, weren't you? Yeah. So everyone thought I had one. <laughs> everyone was wondering where it was. I could have totally promoted the car for him. It probably would have it probably would have sold more cars, but Agreed. You could have drawn a, a draw drone. I don't know what the past tense of draw is. I think it's still draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you could have drawn on the side of it a bunch of cool shit. Um Oh, I I even told him that I was like I'll paint it, I'll wrap it in artwork and make it super loud and drive it around. Everyone will see it. What a missed Would've opportunity! A what a missed opportunity! Yeah, uh, what are you gonna do? You know, it's the the corporate bigwigs. You know, there's there, no that doesn't work with the budget. Yeah, what budget? <laughs> you you just spent. I'm guaranteed that commercial probably cost. I mean, maybe I'm guessing it probably costs over a million bucks to make. Oh that yeah. Thing. Yeah. What is a Santa Cruz worth? Maybe thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I know. Like just, I know. I feel like they should. Yeah, I feel like they should have gave the PA one. You know, production. Yeah, says, I know everyone should have got. Everybody one. gets a Santa Cruz, like Oprah. Yeah, spread them around. <laughs> right. Um, the funny thing is, is no one, no one in Santa Cruz has one because it didn't catch on. So no. Uh, that they missed the opportunity there, I feel. Like, yeah. maybe if I was driving around everyone saw it, they'd been like, dude, I'm getting one. And I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, I yeah. think that, I, they had, don't get me wrong, I think they're cool. with the chip. Like, mm. the, the, you know, the pandemic caused the, the chip shortage, and then I know they were having some problems with that, and so there might even have been a shortage of cars, too. I don't know, but... Probably. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. got in? Uh, have you ever done any art for comic books? Yeah, one of my actually my one of my first jobs was for a skate comic book. My dad uh, was producing, 
And that was actually the first thing I ever got paid to draw. Oh, you got to tell he me what, like, what the name of that comic book is. Uh, it's called Road Rash Comics. Yeah, there was only one issue. Oh, it's got to be super rare then. Oh, it's super rare. It has it has like probably uh, ten different artists in it. And uh, my dad was he hired me to do like four pages, I think, and I got paid like, I think fifty bucks a page. Made like two hundred bucks drawing a fun comic. You know, I was that's really after I drew that, I was like, okay, I need to I need to do this, some more of this. You know. <laughs> That, that was really got me going. Is it this guy? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Dude, if I uh, if I buy one, I'm gonna send it to you. Would you Would you sign it? <laughs> oh, definitely. Thanks. <laughs> I uh, that was like 1988, I think. I, I don't. This may be a reprint, but uh, there's a couple on eBay. Yeah, they they're pretty affordable, or especially if it's 80s and there was only that one issue, you know. Is is there a band out there you would like to work with, like that you haven't yet? I mean, I'd probably definitely put Tool on that list. I actually did some stuff with Metallica. They would they would be on that list. But uh, I really I really like the old eighties like thrash bands like Anthrax sure. and uh, think, Testament and stuff. I think they're touring soon. Anthrax. At least I think somebody. Yeah. Is. So any any of those kind of bands, you know, I grew up in the eighties, so all that stuff like had a huge impact on me when it came out, you know. Um. Do the bands usually hit you up? Like, like, did somebody from Poosfer hit you up, or did you go to them? It's usually a, a, they have like a um, either a promoter or a, a, a merchandise person that's putting it together, and they'll they'll connect the artists with the bands, you know, and uh, they kind of handle all the in between with the posters, and make sure the band gets the posters, the artist you know gets the art done, and all that stuff. So yeah, usually you don't communicate too much with the band. Fair enough. Touch yeah. on That I haven't touched on yet. The difference between uh, what you think of like doing the regular screen printing and the foil. Cause that's a huge thing with people. Everybody wants a foil. I know. Yeah. The foils are huge. And, uh, the foils always sell out first. Like, yeah. When the orders come in, it's just like foil, 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 foil until they're gone. And then you'll start selling some of the other one, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I first got into the foils with the Primus poster. And uh, we were we, he were ordering them and he was like, oh, you should do some foils. And I was like, foils? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, do 10 or 12 of those. And, and sure enough, those are like the biggest thing. So. Yeah, tried they, to ramp up the foil numbers a yeah, little bit. <laughs> yeah, they go like that. And yeah. And the artists don't really want you to do a whole lot of them, right? Like No. Yeah, it's usually like 20 or 30 maybe tops, you know. That's it. Maybe you can answer this question. Why why such low numbers, I guess? Like wouldn't they want to sell more? Yeah, I know. I guess keep the rarity down, you know. Yeah, I like that's what keeps that's what keeps those collectors hungry, and you know that when they don't get the foil, they're like, ah, I didn't get the foil. It it definitely has happened to me. I think it maybe. I don't. I've I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky. <laughs> um, the foils, it's a it's a pretty cool look, you know. It's, is the process it's the, the same? Light and, yeah, the process is the same. It's just the foil paper. It's a little more expensive. Gotcha. 
and there's different different foils you can do there's like the lava foil yeah. and the rainbow and all kinds of different ones you know there's probably hundreds of different ones you could choose from but i know some artists do like uh they'll do like you know 70 normal screen prints like 25 rainbow foils and then like five lava foils and four right four white foils um just curious on uh, if you've never done anything like that. Yeah, that's usually kind of the the breakdown, you know. Uh, bigger quantity on the regular paper, and then foils, uh, you know, maybe twenty or so, and then yeah, and then maybe five lavas or uh, or uh, something else. There's some other trippy ones that. Did you do any? Uh, did, did you do any trippy ones on the poos for one? Because I only saw the rainbow in the. Uh... Yeah, there was just a rainbow. I didn't have a I didn't have a choice on that one. Okay. Fair Sometimes enough. I have a little more control of what uh, the the printing is. Like a Primus one, I I had to order the posters myself, so I, I could control how many foils we had and stuff. But the Poots for one, they did that, so I just got my foils at the end. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I know some artists on the same Poots for tour did have like two other or three other different kinds of foils. So I was just curious, I, again, without me knowing yeah, you, the process. You could probably request it with the, with the per- people that are printing. Like if you, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, made sure, you know, Oh, I definitely need some lavas or something. You could probably get those in there at the beginning, you know? Fair enough. Um, yeah. What'd you do with Metallica? You said you, you did a couple of things like, uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, it was an acoustic show they did. And it was benefiting. They have a foundation uh, all within my hands, I think it's called. And um, they raise money for uh, for food and charities and stuff. And so it was an acoustic benefit concert. I did the, the screen printed poster. And then they actually, uh, they released a live album of that show. And they put the art on the cover of the album. So that was pretty cool. So I have a now I have a Metallica album cover. <laughs> that's, that's that's super red acoustic. Do you remember what it was called? Yeah, all within my hands, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was I think it was 2019 or 18. Um, I could look here. Let me see. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a uh, they did an album and uh, you can listen to it on. Uh, Spotify, they have it on there. It's a good show. That's a we we got to go to the show too. It was pretty cool. Nice. Where was it at? It was at the Masonic Temple in uh, in San Francisco. It was like this really old building, and it had kind of a circular like the stage was in the middle with a circle seats kind of around it, and only sat probably a couple hundred people. So it was pretty intimate for Metallica. So they gave you free tickets to the show? Yeah. That's rad. Did you happen to get yeah, to meet... Sometimes, uh, sometimes they do that. Right? Did you happen to get meet any of them or anything? I didn't. Uh, Lars was actually sitting right in front of me. I almost like fanned <laughs> out on him, but <laughs> hey, like, I held back. It's probably smart. He was he was with his family, his like, kid and his wife. I didn't want to be like, Lars, oh, and say something stupid or something. You know? Which probably happens like, oh, to him a lot. <laughs> oh yeah um, all the time speaking of foundations you work with one the grind out hunger 
what do you what, yeah do you want to touch on that a little bit yeah it's um it's kind of through the um the second harvest food bank here in santa cruz and uh it was kind of like um raising raising money and food through skateboarding and and concerts and surfing to uh raise raise money and food for the charity this charity that uh, gives food to them so yeah it's kind of just like for all the skateboarders in town to kind of get involved and uh give back to the community and stuff so it's pretty cool i did we did some skateboard releases and uh, a few events and stuff it was a lot of fun nice that's, that's super awesome yeah uh yeah where- and it goes to a good cause so it's just a win-win you know <laughs> And this is something that you're you're involved with, and you do art for, or you make sell art, and then the money go. Like, I'm just curious. Yeah, I usually just donate some art to. Like, they did a skateboard release, so I just designed a skateboard and just gave them the artwork and let you know let them raise the money for the cause. And nice. So it's, again, it's win win. How how much I like doing stuff like that. How much like personal commission work do you do like that isn't involved with a company? I do about, you know, 25% of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I definitely still take it on when it's something I'm interested in or people that are cool or whatever, you know? Sure. Hey, I'm just curious people out there that, you know, may need something that are listening. These, these artists are approachable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People hit me up on Instagram a lot and I, you know, Oh, can I get some, you know, sometimes I kind of, I used to just, when I was younger, I'd take on everything and, <laughs> and then some, sometimes that would backfire. So right. I try and be a little more choosy nowadays, you know, just because there's otherwise I just like drown myself in jobs, you know, so. I can't even imagine. And again, the, the kind of work that, I, you know, you're doing is, again, those lines and details and you say it takes three days, you know, to do a poster. If everybody's asking yeah. you every day, I mean, I'm sure you're right. backed up right now. I'm, I'm surprised you even did the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it does. uh, Like Fridays are usually good because I have a, I try and keep my schedule light. And so I can always work in a a podcast or, you know, a a meeting or something. So, uh, last couple of questions. I, you know, you have your own, like you have the pooser for a poster behind you. You pulled out the Metallica one. Is there anything that, uh, you collect other than, you know, you're you and your dad's art yeah i'm actually kind of a hoarder (laughs) (laughs) i have i've been collecting since i was a kid like just my dad was into collecting so he kind of turned me onto it early so i mean i collect toys i collect uh albums i collect posters skateboards um what's your most prized you're like oh this is the this is my grail this is this is the the big one I mean, probably usually skateboards, uh, like a rare skateboard, kind of, that's kind of, cause that's kind of the core of, uh, how I got started in art and stuff. So sure. it, skateboarding's kind of at the center of it, I feel. But, uh, I mean, I get on little tangents of like collecting this or that. And like, I, lately I've been buying these little, uh, su- have you seen super seven, the little action figures they make? It's, I think so. Do you have one handy? They make. Yeah, they're like, uh, I don't have the packaging, but this was actually the, it's okay. like a little Misfits one. Oh, yeah. It was a Jerry only? 
yeah, Jerry only. <laughs> that was the first one I got. And then uh, they, I realized they make all these other cool music ones. So I started buying more of them. And then next thing I know, it's like, <laughs> just like, I get it, man. Too many of them. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> but uh, it's fun. No, and they super... keep coming out with more. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then they like, do come out with a new one. I'm I like, oh it. no, now I got to buy another one. <laughs> I do it with the posters all the time. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm good. I got all the ones I went to. I got the cool ones that I want. And then right. two days later, somebody's like, hey, this one came out. Or uh, have yeah. you seen these three <laughs> with this artist? And I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to. Just here's, yeah. here's, here's my money. Here's my money. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, I mean, it's fun. And, uh, you know, it's like if it gives you enjoyment, I figure it's worth it, you know. And uh, like yesterday, I, I travel for work. So uh, I happened to be in Arizona and it was my last day there. So I, I took the two hour drive before driving home. I went to the Pusover store. I don't know if you know, they have a store up in Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, That's cool. No, it's super cool. It's like, uh, it's in this little town. Because uh, again, I don't know if you know, but Maynard's like, he makes his own wine. Oh, right. So he has like his little winery and they're right next to it. He lives in Arizona, right? Yeah, it's like this place called Jerome. And uh, I'd never been there before yesterday. And uh, he has like winery and then the next door is his Pusifer store. And you can buy like all the seeds. It's it's kind of like you can get gelato there. You can get, there's like a super dope barber there. It's also a record. It's also a record store. Uh, I bought like two or three posters that I needed there. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah, no. Uh, what else they got? They got all their shirts. All you know, anything related to the band and other wow. cool shit. No, super awesome. Um, forgot why I brought that up. Anyways, <laughs> did they have tool stuff in there too? No, no tool stuff. Just just CDs. Tool, tools a little more. Uh, Exclusive. They keep that a little more under lock and key. Yeah, they uh, they had like their albums on vinyl, and uh, I think that was it. I think they just had their like CD and vinyl uh, tool stuff, and it's uh, they weren't they weren't even on uh, they weren't even on uh, streaming platforms for a long time. Yeah, and they planned it perfectly. Like they came out, yeah, with they it, did, and they just oh damn. But yeah, they had their their stuff's a little more like you said, lock and key. Make it out there if I ever in Arizona. Yeah, it's it's again, it's hidden. Almost like the town that it's in is like two blocks long. Uh, oh wow! No, it's super small, and it's at like the top of this mountain in Arizona, like little weird <laughs> town. It's uh, you would think it'd be like in a very pu- no, it's just super hidden. And uh, right, you have total Maynard style, huh? Just yeah, kinda, it's almost like, like you got to find it. Yep, <laughs> and it, it's not it's not hard to get to, but uh, it's not easy. But right. uh, last couple of questions. Um, obviously, you know where you live. How much does that have an influence on on how creative you are and and whatnot? Like, do you think you could do the same art if you lived in like New York? You think your art would change? Um, I'm sure probably. Yeah, some things might change. You know, you get different influences. You know, that you that you might add in. But um, Santa Cruz. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, skateboarding and surfing, and uh, music's big here. There's a, there's a pretty strong uh, 
music and art community here. So it's really encouraging for artists to um, be productive. And uh, for a small town, it's pretty inspirational, you know. We don't have like a big city, but we're pretty close to San Francisco. So if you need like, you know, city city vibes, it's only about an hour and a half away. Yeah, just, so. just head right over there and get your yeah sushi right over the bridge. <laughs> exactly, and then you, then you come home and it's nice and quiet and you can relax. <laughs> Man, thank you again. I don't want to take up too much too much of your time. This is actually one of my longer episodes because I could probably talk to you forever. Um, yeah, yeah, we we can do it again sometime. I would love to. Do you mind uh, giving yourself a plug and telling where people where people can find all your stuff and what you're working on yeah. next and all that? Like what you got in the works? Yeah, I actually have another uh, boost for poster coming up. So, do you uh, do you really? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's for uh, October. I guess they're gonna have another little leg of the tour they they are i have tickets for their last show in arizona i'm guessing yours is probably going to be the first one in san francisco mine is for um what's it's in california i guess what's the date do you know the date uh, yeah october 18th are you sure you want to say this <laughs> uh, i think it's all right yeah probably um you're not able to show me what you've done, are you? I know the people won't be able to see it because I don't do video, but uh, that'd be really awesome. Oh, if, you don't? Oh, okay. I mean, I could yeah, take I it. I'll give you a little uh, sneak peek. It's kind of a. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it? little, it's a little even more over the top than the last Dude, one. Dude, it's so, so good. Oh, is that where is that? Escond- yeah, Escondido. Oh, okay, cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you for showing yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> now I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. It, again, when you get into collecting stuff and, and you get some exclusive information, I feel special. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. Now you got the stay inside scoop. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, so people uh, can people can uh, they can follow me on Instagram there you go. At, at Jimbo Phillips, and then uh, my website JimboPhillips.com. That's where I have my web store. I have posters, T-shirts, stickers, toys. Um, yeah, a lot of different stuff. Skateboards sometimes. It kind of uh, circulates different different products, but uh, it's always got plenty of stuff on there to look at. And it's all cool stuff. Whether it's, uh, you know, you got some posters if they're not sold out already. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got some of your own personal art, right? Is up there. Yep. Yeah. Um, shirts. I think I'm going to go and get a couple of shirts here probably today. Um, cool. Socks, I think, are up there. Um, I'm trying to think of yeah. all the. You got so much, and it's all cool stuff. And again, you're supporting, you know, an independent artist. You yeah, can- yeah, exactly. What better than to get it straight from the artist, you know? Dude, I, I think that's also one of the cool things about these posters. Again, a lot of these artists are very approachable. And they're, they're not rich. You know, they're just, you know, doing what they love. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. spending $100 on a poster, you know, I don't know what the exchange is, like how much it costs you as opposed to like how much I pay for it. But, you, you know, it's probably not a lot. <laughs> so. Right. Um. 
Well, a lot of times the uh, the artists won't make any art, uh, won't make any money on the actual art, but they give you the posters, and then you can sell the posters, and that's kind of where you make your money back, is you know, for sure. your time and stuff. Well, again, Jimbo so, Phillips. Cool. Jimbo Phillips. Uh, I can't thank you enough. This has been one of the coolest interviews I've had. <laughs> uh, like I said, you're oh, the, cool, man. You're the first Pusfer artist I've I've interviewed. You're so f- awesome. You're so nice. You're so cool. Uh, your art is freaking awesome, <laughs> and you're an awesome guy. Thanks, man. I can't say uh, more nice things about you. Um, oh, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on. It was a yeah, lot of fun. You gave me the inside scoop. I'm gonna uh, rub it in a couple of my collector friends' faces. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't put it online for me. But no, 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 can, no, no. Yeah. I'm, uh, I won't share it at all. Um, right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, you can, uh, you can rub it in your friend's nose for sure. <laughs> I got, I got a couple friends. I, I, they're kind of into it, but they're family people. So they don't get a whole lot of time. I actually gift right. them a lot of stuff. I have two friend like stuff from this tour that I'm bringing over their house right, uh, today, actually. Uh, you get them hooked that way. Uh, yeah, but again, they're, you know, two of my best friends and they got kids and, but they, they follow all the stuff. They listen to podcasts. Sometimes they do research and whatnot. And, you know, me, I don't have kids and and any of that madness. So I'll buy extras and then I'll just gift it to them. You know, it's not, it's not crazy. It's, oh, that's cool, man. It keeps them interested. It keeps us talking about stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's no hair off my back. It's always cool to kind of spread it around a little bit, you know, and, uh, you know, get other people excited and, yeah. you know, it's a lot more fun that way. Agreed. So again, thank you. Thanks, Jimbo. Um, yeah, man. Great to meet you. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Again, follow Jimbo on his Instagram. I'll have links all in the uh, show notes and buy his stuff and watch his commercials. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> you know, I still kind of want a Santa Cruz, <laughs> like the the car. They're they're weird looking. Yeah, I but, know, uh, right? But uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, don't go anywhere. I'm just gonna stop recording. Spiral Out Podcast is produced by me, your host Chris West, edited by me, researched by me. Uh, everything is pretty much just done by me. Uh, go to our website, spiraloutpod.podbean.com. Follow us on Instagram at spiral underscore out underscore pod. Facebook, Spiral Out Podcast. And again, if you want to see some of the images associated with this episode, click the link in the show notes and it'll take you there. Again, thank you for listening. Spiral Out. Pod dismissed. That's another show.